What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Pixel Splitters, your absolute favorite podcast where we discuss all of the movie and TV and industry news that happened over the past week. As always, we are your two hosts. My name is Josh. And my name is Willis. And uh, this week and going forward, we're switching it up a little bit here. We are. Uh, We're throwing a wrench into the equation for you. Instead of doing our content that we consumed over the past week, we are going to start doing uh, the new pieces of content that are releasing this week. Um, Starting with movies and. Yeah, exactly. Which we did sort of at the end prior to this, but we're we're cleaning it up a bit here. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna bring it in at the beginning here. So uh we're refining we the st- podcasting podcast. Podcasting Ex- podcast, podcasting prog Formula? process. Podcasting yeah, yeah, yeah. process. <laughs> yes. Oh, we Lord. get there in the end. Here we go. <laughs> uh so let's start um let's start with the theatrical releases because there's really only one here yeah. that's that's big enough to talk about. And that is the new Doctor Strange movie, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. It's in the Multiverse of Madness, right? Not and? I have no idea. It's it, It's in the Multiverse of Madness. Just looked it up. <laughs> huh. No kidding. All right. I would, have, I would have guessed and, but there you go. Me too, but th- there it is. Um, this drops Thursday night, I believe. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm going midnight, this weekend. Yeah. Yeah, are you going this weekend? I do not have tickets yet, which is a little worrisome to me, but I have deleted Instagram, Twitter, and Reddit off of my phone so as to avoid spoilers. There it is. I feel confident I got uh I got far enough I think I was about a week out from No Way Home and I made it without spoilers, so I think I'm gonna be okay. That's good. Actually, a coworker of mine waited until last week to see Spider-Man No Way Home, and he still didn't get it spoiled. So I don't know how. That's impressive because you know, that's just it's everywhere possible. Now. <laughs> it's possible. Um, so yeah, that's that's the main one coming out. We also have a couple other movies dropping. Escape the Field is coming out wide. I, it's really small, like indie horror movie, and then another movie called Happening, which again, I'm not. I don't have too much info about these, but they are both dropping theatrically. Uh, we also have a couple shows coming back. So the yes. the final part of Ozark is coming out, which is again Netflix's cat. Their catalog is is dropping off very quickly in yeah. the next month. Um, we've also got Snowpiercer returning on HBO Max. Uh, we have Under the Banner of Heaven dropping on Hulu. Andrew have, Garfield. Uh, yeah. Yep, Andrew Garfield, our guy. Supposedly, uh, going to be really, really good there. I'm excited yeah, for that oh, one. He's good in everything, even in the worst stuff. I mean, he's it's he's true. just a he's just an yeah an A lister. Uh, we've got Dollface coming out. Uh, we have Shining Girls on Apple, and we have The Staircase dropping on HBO Max. All of these are coming out this week, so lots of TV to be had here, yes. guys. It's we're in that kind um, of season where <laughs> before really blockbuster season, but after Oscar season, where I guess nowadays it's just hey, here's TV for you. Yeah, endless yeah, and endless mo- amounts of TV. Exactly. And actually, Moon Knight finishes this week, yep. and I believe Kenobi starts next week. Mm-hmm. So we've got some... We st- also just... Uh, the Offer just started on Paramount, mm, the, uh, that's the right. Godfather one, and um, yeah, there's so there's, there's a lot of stuff. There is a lot. A lot to be seen in theaters, a lot to be seen out of theaters, a lot of good stuff. So no excuses. Go watch something new. Exactly. Just yeah. do it. Yeah. Do it. You're listening to a podcast. We're going to get really- hostile about this stuff. We're going to just be like, hey, guys, <laughs> if you don't fucking watch Escape the Field this week, 
and get out of here. Un- turn it unsubscribe. off. Turn off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Stop no, please don't. To Just our kidding. Podcast. <laughs> I don't imagine either of us will see Escape the Field maybe one day, but no, no. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, let's dive into what we're talking about today on the episode. Yes. Uh, so today we're going to be going over a lot of uh, movie industry type of stuff. We're going to start it off by talking about whether or not there's a length of time where a sequel is not just appropriate, but where it's going to actually be successful afterwards. Like Mm -hmm. we're in the age where sequels, reboots, reimaginings, they're all kind of, everyone's trying to latch onto that that thing that was once popular. And we're going to discuss whether or not there's a, there's a shelf life to those things. Yeah. Uh, We're then going to talk about behind the scenes footage and set stills and photos and whether or not that is actually doing more harm than it is good when it comes to films and how they're perceived yeah. on release, because I don't know, people have takes on yeah. Twitter, and it's that's it's one a of little, those ones. It's, it's I don't really know where I'm going to land at the end of that conversation. Me neither. I because yeah, yeah. We'll we'll get into it. We'll get into it, and then we're going to wrap it all up with some Sony talk because Sony Pictures they don't have their own streaming service, but. They do release all their stuff on VOD, so you can rent it or you can, uh, you know, purchase it. And they seem to be doing pretty well yeah. with that model. And I don't know—is that like something that others should be chasing after? Is it worth I don't know. exploring? We'll, yeah, yeah, we'll get into it all. Um, so yeah, that's what we're talking about this episode, and let's uh, let's get right into it here. All right, so let's uh, let's dive into some sequel talk here. Now, the reason that I brought this up originally because it's coming off the heels of a couple different pieces of news. One, that '70s show is being rebooted, I guess, with all the original cast minus Danny Masterson, which for obvious reasons, as well as Avatar and all of that stuff that's around the Avatar sequels, and mm-hmm. that really got me thinking about. Is there a time and a place for a sequel, and is it is ten years too long, or does the property have to be more meaningful to the culture? I know Avatar, quote unquote, was meaningful to the industry and the world. I don't yeah. really think it's maintained that status really over the past decade or so. Um, but I don't know. What do you, what are your thoughts on that? Well, so I guess the thing to sort of start with here is like. How hyped are we for Avatar? Just just Avatar 2, right? Not 3 or 4? Or 5. I think there's 4, <laughs> or five? four additional ones coming. Oh, um, Lord. So, or 6, I guess. Um, oh, all Jesus. of which were filmed simultaneously. So, like... Yeah. Avatar had its moment in uh, pop culture, for sure. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about it before on this podcast. Like, it was huge. It was massive. Everyone saw it. It was yeah. groundbreaking. And then James Cameron went off to do his James Cameron thing. And it's been like 13 years since Avatar. Something like that. I don't have any interest. I'm no. I, like, well, okay. I don't have no. no interest. I do have faith in James Cameron in his ability to bring new tech to light and to make something that's technologically amazing. I mean, yeah. Looking at Terminator two with the, the T 1000 walking through the bars is still amazing. And like, you know, yeah, but I like in terms of story and world expansion, I'm not really into it. I would, 
I guess I'd say I'd be more into the idea of him bringing this new tech that he's building to a new story, to a new world. Yeah. And I don't know if it's just something that he's been like, nope, this is what I'm doing for the rest of my career. This is the world I live in now. Um, yeah. Possibly, but I don't know. Do you think that that is the general consensus? I mean, I don't think from what I've seen, there's no huge like excitement over this movie. No. And, and maybe it's because like he talked about the sequels really soon after the first yeah. one was kind of finishing its run. I believe it was originally I, supposed to come out in, sorry, in 2014. The sequel. The sequel. Yeah. Wow. Which, okay. I guess that, that would make sense. And that would have honestly, yeah. I think for this, they waited too long, and he also, knowing that there's five movies coming, yeah. that gives me, like, almost anxiety. It, it almost makes me go, like, what more? Like, I'm not in love with the first Avatar movie. Yeah. I don't think there's anything that can be done in the next four that's going to make me be like, yeah, this is the greatest series of all time. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I don't know. I think that he the way he went about this I was detrimental to the way that people are receiving the news yeah. of avatar i think at this point people are like rolling their eyes they're like oh my god avatar four more sequels like that yeah. does not Which sit well with people i will also say yeah the the four more at that they all filmed at the same time yeah. is like bizarre to me but <laughs> yeah i will say there's something to be said for the fact that we haven't seen anything from this yet like they just announced yeah. that the name was going to be what the way of water or something like that yeah yeah the way of water oh look i got it uh nailed it so i'm like maybe maybe and this is a huge like asterisk but like maybe when it comes out i'll be like oh that looks actually pretty dope i'm excited for that but like here's the thing with that is like if i'm sitting here excited about the technical aspects of it a i'm in the minority yeah and b is that something that can be transmitted through a trailer you know what i mean and like the, i'm like the, no. the the 3d tech that he came out with for the original avatar was like you weren't sitting at home watching apple trailers and seeing something in 3d that yeah you know and like so i don't know and i don't know what it is i think it's mostly i think i read that a lot of this movie actually takes place underwater which like that could be what the tech is, I, but like, sure. But that's the thing. Like, uh, w for me, the technical achievement of Avatar far outweighs the yeah. story. It pretty much everything else about it. It's very cut. It's a very, I don't want to say cliche, but the story's been done a lot of times yeah. over. Um, the story is so arguably if, bad. Yeah, yeah. The story's not great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, if it's a continuation, which it obviously is. The technical achievement is kind of the only thing that's going to draw me back. And if it's not the 3D, which it's, I don't know if, I, does 3D exist anymore in, in theater? Like, I haven't, I think it's I don't know kind if that's of a thing. It's dying breath. Yeah. I'm like, I haven't seen one in theaters in, in years. Yeah. I think there, it, there used to be a time where I was like, you know what? That I got to see in, in 3D. I feel like I'm going to go see yeah. that in 3D. And now I'm like, I, I don't care. Yeah, like Marvel you know? movies were like, uh, I'll see that in 3D yeah. because why not? Gravity, stuff like that. But yeah. now I'm like, I don't think that happens. And so for me, it very much 
I don't know if there's anything that can get me on board with this, really, because I'm yeah. not the Navi. I, I just don't care, and I think that if the technical achievement doesn't pull through in the trailer, which I can't even recall the first Avatar trailer, I don't think. Yeah. I think word of mouth is why I went to see Avatar because people yeah. are like, "Whoa, this thing is." It's going to be wild, yeah. But yeah. here's the other thing with this is like. We're talking about like, here's, oh, like, let's see what the technical achievement is for this, for Avatar 2. Like, yeah. that's like what the really only draw. That draw is not going to exist for Avatar 3 because they shot it all at the same time. So it's all the same tech, right. let alone four yeah. or five or yeah. six. Like, you know what I mean? When it's 2028 and we're like, oh, look here, we're getting the final Avatar movie that they shot, you know, 10 years ago. Yeah. So to to bring it back to our sort of main question there is do these sequels and things have a shelf life? Like if Avatar 2 had come out in 2014 mm-hmm. and then Avatar 3 had been 2000 we'll say 16 and then we'll say yeah, every, every two couple years, of years 18 yeah. and then 21 because 2020 fucked everything up. Um Sure. Can you imagine if it was like, oh man, oh. fucking Avatar Four got got derailed by COVID, man? Um, oh my god! Like so, Avatar it's <laughs> Avatar. I can't like. So here's the other it blows thing. This my is mind. this yeah. is 20th Century Fox. This is sorry. Yeah. No, this is 20th Century Studios. This has been handed off from Fox to Disney now, which yeah. is kind of hilarious to even think about. I'm like. Is Disney going to be like, we don't (laughs) care. We don't want this. (laughs) We have franchises. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. Just imagine if Avatar 4 just gets thrown straight to Disney Plus. Oh, Oh my God. How the mighty have It's not out of the question. It's not out of the question. Like, it's. Because they're made. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's. Because there's money into them already. That's a really interesting topic for another day. Yeah. Yeah. So. Holy shit. (laughs) Okay. So Avatar is an interesting thing because we're talking direct sequels and like this is a continuation of the story. The other one that we're sort of talking about here is Top Gun Mavericks, which yes. is to a degree, I think, a continuation of the story in that in like Tom way. Cruise is yeah, still playing way. Maverick. But it's yeah, it like it's straddling that middle ground between reboot and sequel, I feel like. Totally. Yeah. So I'll just say, do we care about Top Gun Mavericks? So I didn't up until this final trailer, which is the one that you told me also got you kind of hyped yeah. for. And I saw it in the theater and I was like, mm, I don't yeah. give a shit about Top Gun, but this looks fun. This looks yeah. fun. But so, I don't care if it, if it wasn't a Top Gun movie. It when did still you, look fun. When did you first see Top Gun? Oh, Probably close to 10 years ago. Okay. Um, somewhere around then. Yeah. So the thing with Top Gun is it's not leaning on any known audience. You know what I mean? Like there's gonna, there's plenty of people that are going to go see Top Gun Mavericks because Top Gun. Um, sure. But they basically cut that off at, I'll say people that are in their 30s. You know what I mean? It came out yeah. in 1986. So like. Yeah. There's not a there's not an arguable built-in audience in the same way that there is for Avatar. Sure. So they have to appeal to a whole new generation. Is basically what I guess I'm getting to. And I think it's kind of successful in that capacity. Yeah. I think because it straddles that middle ground because it's not quite 
a sequel. Like, you don't need to know what happened in Top Gun. I mean, no. uh, speculating. You don't need to know what happened in Top Gun to know, to enjoy Top Gun Mavericks. I think whatever tie into Goose or Iceman that they're going to make is going to be pretty well spelled out. They're going to uh, tell you, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they pretty much told you in the trailer that like, in oh, the trailer. yeah, I'm Goose's son. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. Established. Yeah. Um. But does this movie benefit from being a Top Gun movie? I, I don't know. That's that's questionable. I feel like I I personally feel like it doesn't because I think that if you hear that it's a Top Gun movie and you're young enough or you have heard of Top Gun but you've never seen it, that right there is like a I'm not gonna watch this. No matter how cool yeah. the trailers look, I'm, I'm not going to really check this out because I'm feeling like I'm missing something and maybe I don't want to go back and rewatch the original or watch the original for the first time. Yeah. Um, versus, because like really, like the filmmaking is what got me excited about the movie. I, mm-hmm. I don't care. I just don't care about Top Gun like at all. It's a fine movie, I guess, but it was the, it was the cinematography in the trailer yeah. that I was like, ooh. This looks like he's on his Mission Impossible shit in this, and I I'm into that. And also, like I like Miles Teller also, so that's kind of a draw for me. So yeah, I I personally think that it's it's working against itself to be a Top Gun movie because I I mean I know tons of people who have seen it and they're like eh yeah did it need a sequel no do I care not really yeah. like if it's a good movie it's a good movie you know so. I don't know. Yeah. And it's, it's one of the, like when you talk about like the cinematography and stuff like that, I I think one of the things that I remember from the first time I saw Top Gun and subsequent viewings is the actual cinematography of it. Like the way that they actually film those jets in the air is insanely impressive for 1986 and not going to lie, insanely impressive for like 2022. Like, you know, that it's not CG. And that's kind of my biggest fear with that movie Yep, is that like, oh yeah, it's they're going to be like, look, cg stuff i feel like not because i feel like that feels like a tom cruise sticking point 100 percent. Um, yeah <laughs> so i get like so the question we're sort of getting at here do these things need to be connected to something in the like nostalgia zeitgeist right or could they just stand on their own like could you say this is well, interesting. Could you say this is just like a fighter jet movie? And I was going to be like, yeah, you could think you could just make a fighter jet movie and be like, yeah, here, we go. this is going to be cool. But like that movie is immediately going to draw comparisons to Top Gun. It will. But at the same time, like, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. But yeah, that's really interesting. It will draw comparisons. I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. And realistically, calling it a Top Gun movie brings so much weight. Yeah. And I'm trying to think of other movies that have just recently done. Like, all, like the Texas Chainsaw movie that was really, really bad. Like, yeah. that arguably in horror is a little bit different. But, like, if that wasn't a Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie. Yeah. And it had a different... Like, say he had a chainsaw, but it wasn't Leatherface, you know, that whole thing. Yeah. I would have had a lot more forgiveness for it than if it was, than the fact that it was called Texas Chainsaw, because you're like, there's all of this stuff to live up to, 
and to like directly compare it to. Yes, I would have compared it to it no matter what, but it's not like you're saying, well, it's going directly up against the original. Yeah. Which, and I don't know if this has anything to do with the Top Gun one because it could be better. Like, who yeah. knows? Yeah. Uh, but it it really adds something. And, and, and the studios think that it's a positive. They're always like, okay, throw the name there. People will look at it and they'll know what it what, what it is, and that will in turn equal seats or butts and seats, you know. Which yeah, m- may be true, but it doesn't have to. Like I would much rather an original fighter jet movie that's not have like that would have been cool. I, I I've well, never so like, it's been you, a long time since that's happened. Well, that's I'm like sitting here. I'm like, can I, can I think of another fighter Stealth? jet movie? <laughs> Stealth. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> oh, see they need God. better ones i love that you just had that locked and loaded you're like stealth oh, of motherfucker um, are you kidding me because i'm sitting here i'm like i can't like i can't really think of anything else that's like gonna no that is in that kind of like here's fighter pilots doing their fighter pilot thing no most of it's tied around something so like any kind of film in that is going to automatically draw comparisons to top gun which is like like, what's better saying that Texas Chainsaw Massacre reboot brought disgrace to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre franchise mm-hmm. or that movie really wished it was the Texas Chainsaw Massacre? And I don't know the answer to that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I'm like one. that, yeah. like wishing that it was that movie wishes it was a Texas Chainsaw Massacre puts a lot more shame on the individual movie as opposed to the entire franchise right but if you flip that coin and say say top gun is like the best fucking movie of the year sure and you say oh yeah that was a top gun movie that was a fucking top gun movie and it builds the brain like that's an entirely different conversation so it's like you're 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 running a risk either way and it's interesting I'm looking at it's directed by uh, Joe Kaczynski, Kaczynski, mm-hmm. who also did Tron Legacy, um, mm, which oh, is another kind so of the same kind of comparison of here's like yeah. not quite a reboot, not quite a sequel, some kind of middle ground thing there um, yeah. that's going to add something to the Tron name. Sure. Um yeah. Which I Tron Legacy, I don't know about you. I like I go back and forth. Sometimes I really love Tron Legacy and sometimes I can't stand Tron Legacy, but Yeah. Um, I think it's a quality film. It's not amazing, yeah. it's not terrible. Yeah. So <sighs> Yeah, it, it, this conversation is going to keep coming up because the as we go further and further in, there's just more and more reboots because people yeah. think that IP immediately equals success financially yeah. or whatever. Um and it is funny because right after they released the Texas Chainsaw movie, Ty West movie X dropped, which is basically yeah, not a Texas Chainsaw movie, but it's 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 almost like a like a like a parody of it. Yeah, and I think that I mean that was far more successful in every single way, and but it was good that people were drawing similarities between Texas Chainsaw and that film because it added it gave you something to latch onto. So if sure. it was like a fighter jet film that like paid homage to Top Gun in a couple yeah. of different ways, but was a really like a, a quality film in itself. That's the perfect, that's perfect because you're not like tarnishing a legacy. You're not 
just completely ripping off another movie and it's it's doing something that feels like you're paying tribute to something else and yeah i'm hoping we get out of this sequel realm at some point i mean i'm not even going to include like harry potter and star wars because they're not like they're still going like it's not like a recontinuation i mean it is but it's not like a 20 year gap between type of deal um well let me ask you this question and then we can this can be our, our last kind of touch on this do you think with Top Gun Maverick or, well, Avatar, I guess, doesn't really apply here. But with Top Gun Maverick, do you think Paramount is trying to build a franchise? Do you think that's, do you think there's two more, if Top Gun Mavericks is successful, do you think we're getting Top Man Baby Goose and Top Man Baby Goose? Wow. Um, <laughs> Top Gun Baby Goose is what I was trying to say, but Top Man Baby Goose. I that's just, awesome. That's like a sequel to Boss Baby. Holy um, shit. That's awesome. But no, do you think there's more Top Guns? Because I the other one that I had that I thought of when we we're like prepping for this is Jumanji. Yeah. Which is like arguably like here's, you know, an old thing that in like an old movie that we're gonna bring the cultural footprint to. Yeah. Um, but then like look, we can make four more more Jumanji movies and it can become a vehicle for the rock and you know. Mm. And like the same, you could say the same thing of like the RoboCop reboot or um, yeah, Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters or um, the uh, Jaden Smith Karate Kid. Like, oh, yeah, all this kind of like same draw in from these older movies. That's like so like I guess that's the question. Is this like are we trying to boot up a franchise here? I would find it hard to believe that this isn't the beginning of. And they've at least thought about the fact that if this does super well, that they're yeah. going to continue doing it. That's just in the cards, I think, at all times now. If if a movie does super well, and yeah. it's not an A24 movie, they're going to probably try and do a sequel to it. Um, now, whether or not it'll be Tom Cruise, and that's the other thing. It's like yeah. a lot of Top Gun is Tom Cruise. Like The draw is like, okay, Tom Cruise yeah. is, is back for this. And if he doesn't continue to do these movies, hmm. That's interesting. I mean, what do you, do you think that this is possibly starting something? <laughs> I th- I go back. I'm like kind of torn. Like part of me wants to be like, of course it is. They're like, yeah, here's a here's a property that we, has franchisability. It's not that far off from the concept of Mission Impossible, you know, it's or so Fast and Furious for that matter. Like, you know, there, there's yeah. a lot of parallels there. It's true. I doubt they're locking Tom Cruise into four more Top Gun movies. I think he. Yeah probably wants to send this off i think tom cruise is probably locked into um mission impossible and he's not interested in other franchises probably not. that's speculation but i'm like that's kind of the vibe i get but a huge part of this is there's like four or five new recruits mm-hmm. into the top gun uh school and like yeah yeah it's not hard to envision i guess i don't know that i'd want a third one though i'm kind of like i enjoy the par- the the <laughs> The parent, yeah. you know? Um, yeah. But. Yeah, and I, and I think it's funny because two very different movies we're talking about here. Avatar, which has had its plan laid out for us yeah. for a decade. Top Gun, which is like, I think they just saw that sequels were doing really well. Yeah. And everybody loves Top Gun in some way and knows about it. So I think, and Tom Cruise was having his kind of, not renaissance, but his continuation of a long career. Well, uh, I do know that Top Gun Maverick <laughs> has also been in production for a long long time really i remember tony scott was originally attached to direct the sequel and he died back in 2012 
Mm, oh, so, so it's been a long time coming. It's been a but, decade. It's true. But again, that's like one of those. You know, who knows? I don't know. I don't know either. We'll see. I'm I'm curious to see how both turn out. We'll get to see Top Gun hopefully, if it doesn't get pushed again for the twentieth time. You never know. It's got Avatar um, syndrome. And Avatar, yeah. I I just I can't be excited. I just can't get excited about Avatar, man. I'll go see it. Ah. See, that's the thing. Like, I don't know if I will because I'm not. I don't go to theaters a lot anymore. True. And I'm like the one outing on Avatar. And I'm like, am I gonna? Does Avatar have enough draw to draw me into the theaters? I'm like, right. I don't know. I, I I don't know. I'm part of me is like I have to revisit. I have to rewatch Avatar because I'm like I don't remember shit from that movie. Yeah, I I really don't. Literally, the one thing I remember from Avatar is being really amazed that the 3D used like recessed space, like things popped out of you, but things went away from you too. And I'm like, that was fucking crazy. And I'm like, yeah, story. I don't, I don't, I got, I got nothing. I don't know what the story was. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Some, some, yeah. We'll we'll see. We'll see what happens. Avatar is a little ways off. Top Gun's right around the corner. Um, Wild times. Yeah. I just had something, but now I forget. Well, regardless, speaking of more industry stuff, I mean, let's talk about behind the scenes because behind the scenes photos and set photos have been a pretty good indication of how a movie has been going thus far. I think that when they start to release set photos, at least in my mind, I start thinking like, oh, okay, now we're getting a first look at what these people look like in costume and what the sets look like and what things are like. But a lot of people take this time to kind of nitpick things that they can't really possibly know judging by a cell phone photo taken of chris hemsworth as thor in front of a green screen you know stuff like that and i had i had the thought of like is it worth putting out set photos and i know stuff leaks and like the all of the spider-man nonsense that happened but when studios release set photos i've noticed that people really start nitpicking and it happened with the batman the other day Mm. they released a lot of photos of have you you haven't seen it? Yet, I still have haven't seen them. This week, it's on my list. This week, I have time set aside on later this week. Cool. I've scheduled um, my viewing of the. <laughs> you have to with this one, dude. It's a long one. Yeah. Um, but there's a scene. This is not a spoiler. Where Selena and Bruce are standing on a building, and it's mm-hmm. like they're standing in front of like a sunset, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And then they've shot that on the on a volume. They yeah. shot it on I an think LED. That's on in the trailer, but continue. Oh, it's definitely in the trailer, but either way, playing it safe here, you know? Sure. And people are, like, pissed off. They're like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, this is fake. Like, this st- basically how people reacted to, like, early green screen. It's like, this is fake. This looks terrible. Yeah. And I'm just like, would it have been better not to have seen that? To not know how they were making it? I yeah. love that stuff, because I, I don't yeah. care. But is it better for the general audience to not see something like that ahead of a movie release? Well, and I would argue that you and I are probably the target audience for that kind of stuff. Totally. But with Twitter, I mean, things just take off, yes. and there's no reeling it in. This is a really weird kind of thing to consider, because, like, yeah. I mean, like you said, like I love behind-the-scenes footage. It's awesome. You know yeah. what I mean? I Like... I get really into it, especially when it's like, here's a director talking to an actor on like a set, like 
Yeah. And, you know, the nerd in me is like, oh, man, they're shooting that on the Alexa. You know? Yeah. Like, oh, look at 100%. That. Like, look at those. Look, look at the look lens. At those, yeah. Look at those primes on there. That's that's gorgeous. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, but like, again, like your average viewer is probably not like, oh, man, they shot that on super speeds. Yeah. So, like, is the question here destroying, like, the veil of mystery around filmmaking? Kind of. I think so. Because filmmaking is this, like, magic to most people that aren't, yeah. like, my friends because I fucking annoy them with how much stuff I tell yeah. them about movies. Hashtag my wife. Like, yeah. oh look at this shot. Like, look at that. I, I take people out of the movie when I watch it with them. Cause I'm like, this is an unbroken shot. Like, have you not noticed the editing? Um, there are so many times else, in movies. Sorry. There are so many times in movies where I'll just lean over to my wife and I'll go, we're still in that same shot. Oh, same people, <laughs> people like fucking. And she's it, like, what? Like, oh wait, we, <laughs> yeah. how long have we been? What's going on? I'm like, sorry, I totally ruined it for you. Um, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But so for people who aren't us, like movies are this thing or this like medium that's it's basically magic. Like you're being teleported into this yeah. space where you don't think like if it's a well-made movie, the editing, the cinematography, the acting, it's invisible because you're just wrapped up in this piece. Yeah. And once you pull back and look behind the curtain a bit, it becomes a little bit less magical. And yeah. I think that that's not anything new, but now I think everyone's so opinionated and up in arms about stuff that yeah. they're like trash. The Batman's bad. The Mandalorian is bad because it's using yeah. volume. It's like, just shoot it on a real. And I, I just, I don't know. It's one of those things that just, it weirds me out. And I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if the magic is lost and if we need to keep that sacred or, or what? Well, so let me ask you this, the behind the scenes footage for the Batman, where did you view it? Um, I saw that in a tweet. In a tweet. So like on Twitter, yeah. Yeah. So I think for the longest time, most behind the scenes footage was accessed through DVDs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think before Bonus DVDs, features. yeah, there wasn't really a thing, you know, it, there wasn't really behind the scenes on VHSs or whatever, um, Laserdisc. Yeah. Yo. But now it's one of those it's so much easier to fracture the illusion because it's just thrown at you and the general public. And I don't like, I'm not trying to like diminish anybody's opinion here, but like the general public is not going to fully appreciate what a volume does, what sure that what shooting it that way means or mm -hmm. like, isn't aware of how much green screen is already involved in a lot of the production. And like, sure. I don't know, like you fracture that illusion and it makes, like you said at the top, like it makes something feel less than, right? Um, which kind of sucks. So I guess to go yeah. back to the beginning of like, is behind the scenes footage good or bad? I think it depends on how accessible it is, because mm. if you've already seen the movie and you're like, you want to click on, oh God, this is just going to turn into old Willis being like back in my day. But like if you've already seen the movie and you click onto the special features and you watch the behind the scenes and you're like, oh, yeah. that's how they did that. Yeah. That's way more interesting than being like, you know, you're going along watching the Batman and then you get to that scene. You're like, oh, well, that's fake. I saw them right. shooting that. Yeah. I saw how they shot that. Like, that's clearly fake. Like the same with right. the Mandalorian where it's like, oh, these 
I know these big sweeping vistas are totally, definitely fake. Like, mm-hmm. you know. Right. Which, where where do you land on this, Josh? I mean, like, set photos are not going to go away, and nor do I really want them to. I just think that people, I don't know if people need to, I don't think they should be more educated about movies, because that is the beauty of cinema. It's like... And when I talk about my recommendation today, like I'll talk about this a little more, but it's like just the wonder of being in another space and just not thinking about the technical aspects of how this is. Like, yes, that's something that I personally love about it, but I also love just sitting down and watching a movie. And I sometimes wish that I didn't have to think about things in terms of like the technical ability of the filmmaker. So, I mean, if we could go back to the days where you you had to purchase a DVD and then go to the disc two and then go to the special bonus features to see this stuff. I wish we could, but now things are just like, yes, stuff gets leaked. Like the actual official Twitter accounts tweet out set photos now just as to drum up hype. And I, I like, yes, it drums up hype for the nerds, but for everyone else, I think it's actually not doing it's I think it's doing a disservice in some in some way. Let's talk for a second about actual leaks mm-hmm. and how that affects. Because I think when I think of like behind the scenes leak photos, I think of two things in particular. And these are kind of dated, so I don't know mm-hmm. how applicable they'll be right now, but I think of the Avengers, the original Avengers. There was a mm-hmm. leaked photo. There was a leaked video of when Thor hits a car with his hammer. Yeah. And it like spins down like he hits it with the force of like a fucking, you know, I don't know, Thor hitting a car with a hammer and like it goes flying yeah. down the street and they did it practically yeah. and like sure. actually spun that thing. And then I think yep. of um, the tractor trailer flipping in the dark night, which was in the dark night leaked. And both of those things made me go. That's fucking awesome. Right. I want to see that shit so bad. Mm, Yeah. And the qualifier I'll put on that is both of those things are, look, they didn't do this with CG. Yes. That's so true. So Mm. unintentionally leaked stuff, I'm like torn on. Because was that tractor trailer flipping diminished for me when I saw The Dark Knight? I don't think so. I don't think so either. And again, it's just so maybe amazing. it's because the Dark Knight <laughs> is like such an incredible, that sequence in general is so incredible that like nothing else was in my brain. Um, yeah. And I probably for the Avengers too, but yeah, yeah. like I didn't go, oh yeah, okay. And now the fucking truck trailer flips, you know, kind of thing. You're probably like, oh fuck, here it is. Here we yeah. go. We get to see it. Yeah. Um. Mm. Very interesting. But then on the flip side of that, I also think of like, um, I definitely saw a spoiler of Harvey Dent's face in the dark mm. night before I saw the movie. Sure. And I kind of went, that sucks that I've seen that. Right. Um, yeah. So leaks is a different conversation. Cause like behind the scenes set photos of like, look, it's Steven Spielberg talking to, um, what was the Steven Spielberg movie that just came out? It was literally up for an Oscar. What oh, fuck? fucking West Side Story. West Side Story. Damn it. Oh. I was like, what? I'm sitting here. I'm mean? like, what the fuck are you talking <laughs> um, Like Steven Spielberg, Steven and, like, Spielberg talking to, yeah, Ar- Ariana DeBoe on the set of West Side Story. I'm like, 
that's kind of cool. Like that's cool. You know, yeah. Is it something to do with like the technical side of it? I, I don't know. I'm like trying I don't, to. I don't know. Center in on where my point of view really is landing on this because I'm like part of it. I'm yeah. like that's awesome. That's hype. Part of me is like cool. Yeah. Oh yeah. Steven Spielberg. Part of me is like. I see that's I guess it's just one of those I'm not in a place where I can be like I'm upset about behind the scenes footage and me neither like I'd love to see it maybe here's the qualifier maybe they need to not be released until after people have seen the movie like I think that's the main thing is yeah the main one of the biggest issues for me is people having issue with the film before they even know what's going to happen with it mm-hmm. and you can you can critique set photos all you want to and say like this is on a green screen but yeah. that gives someone something to grab onto and be like this is gonna suck because they didn't shoot it naturally like it's yeah. all on a green screen it's not natural light they're not in on location and that just like it's just it just makes me frustrated because yeah. it's like yes but how would you have them do it and you obviously can't go and t- ask people because nobody really cares about movies they just care about being like pissed off about something yeah um so i don't know i don't think there is an answer much like the sequel thing like i don't think there is an answer there's good green screen (laughs) and there's bad screen green screen like this behind the scenes photos doesn't mean anything until it's come through post exactly you know what i mean like it could be jurassic park it could be i don't know why this is where my brain goes but uh pirate the last pirates of the caribbean movie where i distinctly remember being like look at those trees that don't bend when something rolls over them uh sure but like, yeah, like there's good and there's bad. Like it, it, oh God, is it really like, don't judge a book by its cover? Like that cliche of like, you don't know until you've seen it. Like, well, that is true. But I think that like people should be able, should be able to just make a judgment call on something. If you've seen the product. Yeah. Like you can't just say like, oh, this person's recording a song and they're in a studio that's their bedroom. It's going to be terrible. Like that's just like it's one of those things where it just gives someone just that much more to to muddy their opinion of it before it even comes out. And I just dis I just hate that because I mean, I I, I hate trailers, too, because I'm like, it's a different conversation. But it's like I just want to see it. Like, I don't yeah. want to think that it, this person's going to be bad in it or this person's going to be good in it. Much like this. I was like, I don't want to know that that was green screen, really. Yeah. Because you might not be able to tell in the film. But if I can see the photo, I know that that was on a volume. Yeah. And like that, for me, actually makes it more impressive because I know that they didn't get up on a skyscraper. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But for other people, it's the exact opposite. It's like, yeah, but they could have done it in real life. It's like... I'm yeah, but then you get things like, like well, are, okay, but... like let's go to the Fast and the Furious. Like, no, they could not have actually, you know, jumped right. a car out of the yeah. Dubai skyscrapers. Like, right. But know. on that note, there was a sequence in Fast Six, maybe, where there was a legit, um, like the, I don't think it was a leak. It was a uh, the cars falling out of the 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 garage. Yeah, there's an entire sequence of of real cars falling out of a parking garage, and that was that was put out on Twitter or something. And people were like, holy shit. Like, this is awesome because yeah. you don't usually see that in a fast movie or like any of Michael Bay's behind the scenes stuff. <laughs> I like, knew he would come up, uh, but there's the also the, the, the thing um, in the fast and the furious franchise where they actually drag the safe 
down yes. the road. Yeah. Um, right. So is that something we should be talking about here? Is behind the scenes stuff more impressive when it's done practically? Is that what we're teeing up? Because I'm like, all the things that I yeah. said were like, oh, look, it's practical. Right. Is that what people are like glamming onto and just don't have a proper like barometer for it of, well, but you could have done that. Like is the general yeah. wish to have everything done practically. And as soon as it's not, you're like, well, that's cheap and lame. I think that's part of it. And is this I the don't Star think Wars prequels think. legacy? Yeah, I think it is. <laughs> I think it actually is. And which is why, again, like, yeah, we'll we'll talk about Michael Bay again. It's like he, regardless of what you say, of what people think, and I don't think he's like an amazing filmmaker. But if you watch Ambulance, and then you watch Fast Five, yeah, or I guess I'll say Fast Eight, whatever the recent sure. one is nine, because we're making distinctions. Yes. Sure, yeah, it, 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 like there's a very clear difference there. Like I don't think there's any green screen in Ambulance at all. Like to be honest, really? Oh, I thought you were going the other direction with that. No, I I, I don't think he maybe minuscule bits but i there's a lot of because real transformers cars. is very fake if transformers is very fake um but i think this was his and uh, not about to make it all michael bay this is his like answer to like christopher nolan like the two like the dudes who do practical mm, shit it's like no i'm gonna you did tenant well i'm gonna do a two hour long ambulance chase for real in, in Los Angeles, All right. like something like that. And I think that that is, it does make a difference to people in the day and age where everything is green screen, everything. I mean, people look at like a movie yeah. that, that like parasite that you would never think has green screen. They release set photos. Yeah. Like everything is green. The like house isn't in that location. Like everything is green screen in that movie. And I think that actually made people go like, Oh, that's, not as impressive now. Like it, it's more impressive it to me, but it's like because audiences kind of expect green screen to a level, and it's more impressive when it's not. I think so. Yeah. Interesting. That's what I would. That's yeah. what I would assume. Yeah. I think that's what kind of where we're landing here is like yeah the behind the scenes stuff. You hear behind the scenes, and you want to expect impressive practical effects, and then when it's green screen, it's a letdown. Is that yeah. kind of where we're landing? Yeah, that's where I'm going to land, yeah. Yeah. And, like, I don't... Maybe not necessarily a letdown, but, like, more, like, inspiring when it's practical. Totally. Because you're like, they actually did it for real. Yeah. Like, yeah. you didn't have to imagine... Somebody was, was in that car that flipped down the road. Yeah, like... Yeah. 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 Hmm. Interesting. Really, really interesting. <laughs> not where I thought we'd land on that. Me neither. Me neither. Um... Well, let's talk now briefly about uh, a studio that loves to use lots and lots and lots of green screen. Um, yes, very much. So. Sony Pictures. <laughs> Sony Pictures. And their, uh, I don't know what you'd call it, but their plan, their, I don't know, the trajectory that they're on to never have their own streaming service. So does, that, that, that's what it, it seems yeah. like to me. Um and whether or not that's going well for them, and if yes. that's something that you think is a smart move. <laughs> well, let's start here. Do you think that Sony just mm -hmm. doesn't want anything to do with streaming? It's like, fuck that, whatever. We are our own deal. Like, we don't need streaming at all. Or do you think that Sony is kind of 
not in a place that they can invest and build their own streaming platform. Like, do you think if Sony had all the resources they wanted, they would lean into a, a, a platform? And the reason I, I bring this up is because they had that huge hack uh, five, six years ago now. Mm-hmm. They kind of decimated them. That like true. borderline like Sony's the parent Sony company like that makes TVs and PlayStations and all that kind of stuff kind of was like mm, I don't know if we should be in the movie business anymore. Yeah, yeah. So the question is, do you think Sony is like fuck this streaming shit? We don't need to be part of that, or do you think they're kind of like yeah, like it would be cool to have a streaming service, but like we don't have the backing to to pull that off right now. I, it's really hard to say. I, I, I don't think that they look at it and go, this isn't something that we don't want to be a part of because it's just another way yeah. of making money and they're Sony a big company. Plus. Yeah, exactly. I don't know that they, I think they look at where, and I might be giving them way too much credit, but I think that they're looking at where the, the culture is right now. Yeah. And they're probably like, I don't know that we need our own at this at this moment because one, they don't have the biggest selection of movies. Yeah, I mean they have some, but it's not like if we're talking Disney and and yeah, oh, it's weird because Apple like doesn't like they're just starting. So, but Apple has the capital, so it's it's kind yeah. of different. Apple's not um, like an established studio system. Like I feel like the right. big com- comparisons here are Disney. I would say 20th Century Fox, but like not so much anymore, and like Paramount. I feel like Sony and Paramount are two parallels that are taking Mm -hmm. different paths. Very true. But the only, but the big difference is Sony, it doesn't rely on their studio system to bring in the bulk of their revenue. True. So whereas Paramount, like what were they just not going to do it? Like they, they had to, they almost had to do something, I think, uh, to to get a leg up on stuff. It's interesting because I'm like, I mean, Paramount is owned by um, Viacom. I think it's Viacom. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like not an insubstantial force. No. You know, um, so I I don't know. We can't really make a one to one comparison between Sony and um, and Paramount. But like in terms of roadmaps, I feel like. If Sony were to go into the, like, let's make Sony Plus, it would look a lot like what yeah. Paramount Plus looks like, is what I'm kind of saying. Sure. Um, whereas it's like, here's the couple of huge franchises that we have. Paramount is all about Star Trek right now. Like, they've got yeah. four new series coming out, you know. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, like, I think we'd be like, oh, yeah, here's every Sony property. Here's Spider-Man mm-hmm. out the wazoo. Um, here's, uh, what's the other one? The other big, oh, Jumanji is, uh, Mm -hmm. is Sony. But anyway, so Sony's not doing that. Sony's not doing Sony plus. Do you think they will? I was going to say, are they fools? Um, (laughs) I don't think they will. I think that the stuff that Sony puts out, and this may be part of it, of them being smaller of them Mm. not having this huge, and maybe it is part of the hack. Maybe it's, you know, whatever. But them not having this huge, like, 
confidence behind them, I'll say. Sure. That they're just kind of being like, yeah, we're going to we're going to stick to our studio system that's worked for however many years that Sony has been around. I feel like it's not actually that long. I don't um, think so either. But, but I mean, think about it. They just put out two movies that did absolutely yeah. insane at the box office. Yeah. Like, and now I'm, they're doing really well on VOD. It's like, yeah, yeah. And it's why like, would they, why would they deviate? It's a weird thing because like the, the content that they have is not nothing. I mean, no. like let's, let's, dismiss for a second the whole um at, well as much as one can dismiss it but the whole spider-man world and they're like yeah. morbius and uh craven the hunter spinoffs and however they're gonna Venom. handle spidey coming to, and into the spider-verse and et cetera, et cetera, mm-hmm. like all that like that's clearly just sony being like let's exploit this franchise property sure it's, and it's marvel it's gonna do well regardless yeah, yeah. <laughs> um other than the like take those away and they're kind of just like playing the old school studio game dude yeah which i can kind of get on board with like yeah if i want to see like i don't know if i want to see jumanji like i don't feel like i need to be paying for like i will pay for the three dollars to see jumanji sure you know what I mean? Yeah. Or $5 or however much. Or if I want to see Bad Boys 3 or um, Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Or... Yeah. Like I, like it's available on VOD. I don't feel the need to subscribe. Like their catalog isn't large enough for me to be like, you know what I need? A subscription to a Sony like thing. Yeah. Totally. Because it, there's not that much, which is fine. Yeah. And if I really want to see it, I'll pay for it. Yeah, and it seems like, I mean, minus a couple small things here and there, Sony makes pretty big things. Like, that's their deal. Their jam is, like, franchise, IP, heavy. Like, obviously, they're heavy into the sequel reboot stuff. And so it's those things that people will like latch onto post theater run and and it and it's also the stuff that people will go to see in a theater. Like yeah. they've somehow managed to cultivate this like I know we're still in the pandemic, but like this like uh slate of films that people actually will go and see in theaters. Yeah. You know, which is it's super hit or miss right now, obviously like we talk about all the time, but they've been able to do that. And and yeah, I mean, if they can maintain this, then they don't have anything to worry about. Like, sure, put Spider-Man on VOD, people will buy it and rent yeah. it. No, no, no questions asked. Um, hmm. Yeah. Well, I, especially, and we touched on this before we started recording a little bit, but like, there's also something to be said for the fact that their entire catalog of Sony PlayStation games true, are in their catalog there. I mean, that's what Uncharted was. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I remember specifically because I had an Xbox for the longest time and I really wanted to play Uncharted and I couldn't because yeah. it's only on PlayStation. Um, <laughs> yeah. Which is why, you know, exclusive. we got uh, we got a Uncharted movie from Sony. And yep. like, I know there's like Metal Gear Solid is in development. Mm-hmm. Watch Dogs is in development. Like all of their exclusive stuff is like, yeah, we're going to get movies from that. And like, yeah, all that stuff has the like pop culture basis to be a huge film event totally you know what i mean yeah yeah and i just read here that oscar isaac is gonna play uh 
Solid Snake. Solid Snake in uh, Metal Gear Solid. Dude, this guy Which will I'm kind never of like, not man. work again. Yeah. He is, it's holy wild. shit. It's wild. What a guy. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I agree with you. I don't think Sony will do their own service, but I do think that we'll give it a year and see where everyone's at yeah. and see if Sony is still faring well because they did just have like a, a weirdly good last like six months yeah. with all their stuff that I I think people saw coming, but also it's hard to see the success of something like Spider-Man being like a billion dollar movie. Like that's pretty yeah. insane. Spider-Man's um, kind of like an outlier. I'm like, everyone was going to go exactly. see that movie. Like, yeah. Yeah. It had so much more built into it than just, just this. Um, yeah. I, I don't know, man. I, I'm very curious to see what happens with them and if they change anything. Cause to, to me, being different is actually kind of working in their favor right now yeah. because people are like, well, where's this? Where's this? Oh, it'll be on prime, but you got to rent it for 15. Like it's, it's kind yeah. of working up some excitement for these things. Uh, and of course, you know, every individual person paying $15 for Spider-Man, it's the same as everybody subscribing for a month. That's to going to a theater, man. whatever that's, service. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So the thing that's interesting here is that, Sony is not obligated to send anything to a specific service. No. Save for maybe Spider-Man. That's probably, there's probably some clause in there that says it has to go to Disney plus when it goes to streaming. But like, it would be sure. really interesting to see if they strike some kind of deal with Netflix or something that's like, yeah, here's our stuff when it comes to streaming and it's mm-hmm. not going to come to streaming for a while, but mm-hmm. when it does, it'll come to Netflix. Yeah. Like that's a, I think that's a win-win for both sides, but I yeah. know that like it'll be interesting to see because like I feel like we've hit a point where everything has to end up on streaming in some capacity. It has to. You know what I mean? I'm like if something's not on streaming, I I'm not gonna hunt for it. That's that's not true at all. I'm like if something's not on stream it, like if there's something I wanna watch that's I don't know what I'm saying. If there's something that I wanna watch <laughs> like a Spider Man or like a you know, I'll probably do this with Uncharted. Like if there's something big that I want to see, I'm going to pay three, four bucks, five bucks, whatever to get to it. But like, sure. You know, if you talk about, um, like what was the, what was the small one that we were talking about that they're putting out? Um, father Father stew. Stew. Yeah. If you talk (laughs) about father stew, I'm like, I'm not going to pay to see that movie, but if it just like pops up on Netflix, I'm like, that might make it up that I'm, that might, get my eyes you know um, yeah totally it would be in their best interest to do something like yeah that. like it's gotta yeah hmm. it's a good deal to make if it's been on vod for six months and they're like yeah now we'll do whatever yeah exactly and just get more eyes on it and who knows maybe someone will buy it off that and who yeah yeah interesting very interesting wow that'll be something that we'll have to revisit later on Totally. And be like, hey, what's Sony been doing? I feel like we should we should pick two or three like movies and be like, where's this movie right now? Where's it? Where's Uncharted? Where's mm. Spider-Man No Way Home? Where's uh, Metal Gear Solid? I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Where's the yeah. Crow Reborn? They're making a Crow movie. <sighs> yeah. Well. <laughs> we'll just leave that there and. We'll leave it on that. Where's Bloodshot 2? 
Oh my god. Speaking of the really quickly before we go, mm-hmm. has nothing to do with any of these things. You said bloodshot, so I had to bring up Vin Diesel. Yes. Justin Lin exited fast. He 10, did. And apparently it was because of Vin Diesel. <laughs> Apparently it was because he never showed up on time. He never knew his lines and he always showed up unprepared. <laughs> I was like, yes, somebody's finally taking a stand against Vin. <laughs> they, uh, they just signed a new director for it. Yeah. The guy who did fucking, uh, clash of the Titans. So like, we know yeah. how that's going to go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Bring James Wan back. Bring, I, somebody was like, who should direct this movie? And I literally was like, have you fucking seen Ambulance? <laughs> have <laughs> oh you seen God. this goddamn movie, dude? <laughs> it would not be the same vibe, but like that would be something I would really want to see. Him I'm going to spend the rest of my movie. night trying to process a Michael Bay Fast and Furious movie. Oh, man. Oh, God. Because my initial reaction is that would be fucking amazing. Yeah. It's dumb already. It just make it better. Like... <laughs> Like, if anyone could out-crazy Vin Diesel, it's Michael Bay. It's fucking Michael Bay, dude. Oh, that's the other one. I, I think I mentioned this on the pod, but um, that's the other one I've set aside time to watch this week is uh, Fast 9, which I've still not seen. I haven't either. I, I know. I'm really it's one of those I'm like, all right, we're, like, we're past award season. It's fine for me to watch trashy pop culture movies again. It's true. That's true. Don't have to feel as bad about it. Yeah. I don't have four Oscar nominees <laughs> sitting on my list. And I'm like, well, you know what? I'm going to watch Fast 9. It's Parallel Mothers uh, or Fast 9. Yeah, like. there you go. <laughs> Nightmare Alley. Yeah. The Batman. The Batman. <laughs> oh, well, I think that'll bring us home, guys. That's uh, that's all we got yeah. for today. <laughs> Interesting conversations, so, to be sure. I feel like we were a little like... We were figuring out where we landed on these, which is always an interesting exercise. Yeah, and it's ongoing stuff that will keep. Yeah, uh, we'll formulate more opinions as it goes. So, we'll we'll, we'll circle back to all of these things. Yes. Um, all right. So, shall we just head on into the recommendation here? Yeah. This is a drastic shift from what we've Huge. just been talking about. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so our uh, our prompt for this is our fiftieth episode five zero the big five zero yeah. Um, so in that vein, we wanted to do a movie from the fifties. Oh, I thought we were. Oh yes. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> okay. You're making me feel paranoid here for a second. Yeah. No. Fine. We, we a swapped it a couple times. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so a movie from the fifties because Hey, the big five Oh, um, so these will not be movies directed by Michael Bay or, you know, whomever. Um, or have any CGI whatsoever. Or have any CGI whatsoever. <laughs> Green screens did not exist. Um, so, Josh, let's start off with you. What is your 1950s movie recommendation? Yes. So, uh, the movie I'm going to recommend to all of you is one that I've spoken about very, like, a little tiny bit on this pod, but it's one that I keep coming back to. Um, and it's a really, really fantastic film from 1956. It's the original Invasion of the Body Snatchers, not the one from the Ooh. 70s, um, not the weird remake that came out like 20 years ago. Don't don't even, although people say the one from the 70s is the best one, I have some issue with that. I think the 50s one is actually the better one. Um, I mean, it's exactly the type of movie that I'm into. It basically centers around a small town where 
strange things start happening and it's told almost in the same storytelling manner as like a twilight zone episode where it starts off with not necessarily the ending but you get like kind of a a snapshot of what happens towards the end at the beginning and that it kind of all circles back to that at the end um but in this small town people are starting to have their loved ones taken over by aliens and uh (laughs) like people who yeah and it's um it's really really well done the practical effects are just top notch the cinematography is also something that I love to nerd out about because they are they do these incredible low angle like Dutch angles constantly that I'm just like this is the type of movie that that fits with like this is the perfect style for that um directed by Don Siegel starring Kevin McCarthy and Dana Winter and it's just a really really um unnerving movie obviously you have to kind of take it with a grain of salt because it is like 70 years old at this point so it's it's like 50s camp to that to that effect yeah um but it's a really wonderful movie and it's something that i think everybody should take a look at especially if you're a fan of this style of movie like stepford wives rosemary's baby it's right in that same like there's something just not quite right here but you can't really figure out what it is until you get a little bit further on um and it just yeah it's a wonderful it's a wonderful movie it's not super long either i think it's about 90 minutes um and yeah great great film it's it's a horror movie it's not like insanely scary these days but it is still like you get that feeling of like oh shit yeah like this is these people are are like gone now like there's nothing you can do about it yeah yeah something's wrong um so that is my pick uh and yeah what is your pick for this so somehow these two have become like kind of the perfect summary of the two of us um yeah (laughs) my 1950s movie is movie from 1953 uh, nice. Called. Nice. You don't even know what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 53. Yeah. 53 is a good year. Um, it's a it. movie from 1953 called Gentlemen Prefer Blondes. It is. I, don't know if I know this one. It is the quintessential classic Marilyn Monroe movie. It is the one that is probably the deepest ingrained in like pop culture without anyone really knowing what the origin of that pop culture it's the it's diamonds are a girl's best friend comes from this um i got you it's i got you. it's marilyn monroe and and jane russell it's a musical um which is why i say it's like oh yeah josh picks a horror movie and i pick a musical um <laughs> based on based on a, a a stage play or a stage musical um directed by howard hawks like classic classic hollywood and like really 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 good like i haven't watched it in a couple years now but like it's one of those ones that's like you can pick it apart because you're like this is early 1950s filmmaking but like there's something about marilyn monroe and um jane russell that is just like like magnetic and you're like i'm yeah into this i'm here like there it's classic classic cinema and like when i was like looking at a list of movies from the 1950s gentlemen prefer blondes like popped right out and i was like that's yeah absolute classic cinema um i've been on a bit of a a marilyn monroe uh hype train i guess hype train i don't know (laughs) ahead of blonde Um, yeah (laughs) so that's my recommendation um gentlemen prefer blondes 1953 absolute classic i don't know if that's streaming anywhere let me see 
Ah, uh, son of a bitch! You need live TV. You need H- you need Hulu Live to to watch it. Oh well, you know what? You can you can rent it for three bucks somewhere. There you go, guaranteed. Yeah. And same with Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Not anywhere. You can rent it for four bucks, three bucks somewhere, and just do do a fifties night, guys. Yeah, like it's just worth it. Like you will, forego Say everything we, we just will, talked like, about. There is a lot of like every decade has an incredible amount of fantastic yeah. movies. Yes. That are worth revisiting. Like all the way back to the twenties yeah. for earlier. Like just, yeah. just go through. Yeah. It's uh good <laughs> stuff. Good stuff. Um, really good stuff. All right. Let's uh happy fiftieth episode, Josh. Uh let's bring too, it back. Man. Uh let's do it. Where can people find you on the internet? People can find me on the internet, uh, on Twitter at Josh Fuller 33 Fuller is spelt with no E. You can also find me on both Instagram and Letterboxd at Josh J. Fuller. Um, Letterboxd is where I log all the movies that I watch on a weekly basis. Nice. And I will be adding that soon, hopefully. So, uh, And where can people find you on the internet, Willis? So you can find me on the internet on Instagram and Twitter. Although not for the following week because I am heavily avoiding uh, Doctor Strange spoilers. So perfect. Uh, but at one point <laughs> I will return to the internet uh, at Willis Film on Instagram and Twitter, uh, and then you can also find me on Letterbox at Willis Film. Uh, and then if you want to find the podcast itself, you can find us on Instagram at Pixel Splitters, on Twitter at Pixel Split Pod, and on Letterbox at Pixel Splitters, where you'll find all of our recommendations, top fives, bottom fives, etc., including Invasion of the Body Snatchers and Gentlemen Prefer Blondes. Yes, sir. Excellent. Absolutely. And that will wrap us up on the big five zero. Yeah, 50 we have to go. Eps. We have to go buy a motorcycle now and have our midlife crisis. Yep. Um, yep. <laughs> I guess it's we've already started. We've already started reformatting the the show, so it's like you know, true. You know, it what? all falls in line. Gotta, yeah. um, <laughs> We're doing it. But yes. Uh, Hell yeah. Yeah. Everybody listening, thank you so much. We love it when you guys listen in. Um, yeah. Feel free to to like us, subscribe, all that fun stuff. And uh, we will keep bringing you our hilarious antics about the movie industry uh, as we go. Yes.